everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. Today I am discussing the 2019 Korean drama called My Country, The New Age. Uh, I was unbelievably excited when I first heard about casting for this drama, which I think was uh, at the very beginning of 2019. Um, I am a massive Wudo Hwan fan, like I just love him. He's one of my absolute favorite actors and he is, you know, starring in this drama. So I was all over it. But on top of that, um, I was very interested in... uh, in the setting, I suppose. So it is set at the dawn of the Joseon dynasty and really it is charting the, you know, the end of Goyo and the creation of Joseon, which is, you know, it's, it's quite, I suppose, with the big events that happen in this drama, they are historical events. And because I am a bit of a history buff, or I certainly am when it comes to Korean history, I was just really, really excited about that concept. Also from all the, you know, early write-ups and promos and stuff that I saw, um, my country definitely seemed like a very, maybe more serious saguk. Um, and I know I've been spending like <laughs> all year going on about how awesome it is that there's all these like lighter rom-com style historical dramas. Um, but at the same time, it's very refreshing to get a very dark, bloody, tragic one as well. Um, I really liked that. Um, I don't really know why, <laughs> but I really, really did. I think it's probably because particularly if a drama, like a historical historical Korean drama is trying to tell a story that has historical accuracies in it. So it is kind of clinging close to, you know, true historical um, figures and events and stuff. You know, like my knowledge of any history period in any country is that it's all really fucked up and really dark and bloody and very tragic and awful. And so although like I completely love watching lighter historical dramas, they're so much fun. I adore them but I do feel like when you want to really explore a time period and you want to really look at what it might have been like and look at these massive massive really important events particularly events that you know (laughs) crash down a dynasty and create a new one from its ashes like that's a pretty big deal and I don't think that huge events in human history like that um, happen without a whole fuck ton of blood Um, and that is what you get from this drama like 
so much blood. It is a very action-y, serious, fighty kind of drama. It's got a lot of plotting, but the plotting generally involves a lot of swords and a lot of murder and a lot less of like just ministers standing around plotting going, Jonah. So there's a lot less of that kind of saguk kind of stuff and a lot more of like literally just walking around stabbing everyone the fuck up that they can possibly get near. So I loved this drama. I adored it. And I think I've been trying to think, you know, like, what is it? What is it about this particular historical that has really just got under my skin? And yes, it does have Wudo Juan in it. So maybe it's because I love him so much, but I don't think so. I mean, he's an amazing actor as well. Like he's very, very good in this, but he's not the only good thing about it. There are other people in it who I think just do amazing extraordinary performances um particularly that maybe I didn't kind of I wasn't particularly looking forward to and I think it was incredible and the story itself I also feel like this k-drama had quite a lot of money um it looks very very good and it looks very good on a very epic big scale in terms of you know huge war scenes like proper epic battle scenes um kind of on a scale that I don't know if I see very often on historical dramas. Um, I should also mention, um, which I should have mentioned at the start when I was telling you about the drama, um, but it is only 16 episodes. And this for me, uh, coming across a, you know, a very dark, bloody tale of historical Korea that is, you know, it's serious and it's looking at true historical events and it's only 16 episodes. Like, I feel like that's really rare. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just don't feel like there's that many like that. They, I always feel like the Sargooks really tend to lean towards at least 20 episodes, if not 24. Um, and then, you know, you get the really long epic ones that go on for, you know, 40, 50 episodes, whatever. Um, so I was really surprised to see such a short runtime. Um, and also I really liked it. Um, I've mentioned before on the podcast, and this is such a personal taste thing, but I just feel like there's so many good dramas to watch. So I kind of like watching shorter ones so that I can just watch more different stories all the time. So I find a shorter runtime quite refreshing, um, but not only because of my attention span, but also because, you know, a really interesting, heavily plotted drama that that really fits into its 16 episodes and, you know, is a well-contained story and doesn't run out of steam because they're just trying to add filler, you know, the shorter the drama is, the more likely you're going to get a really solid storyline. Um, so I have to say, I don't think my country, the new age, is absolutely perfect. Um, there's some sort of bloody stuff where you're like, why don't you just fucking kill that guy? And then all this, you know, trauma would be over or whatever. Like there's, you know, a few things like that where you're like, ah, eh, just you could probably do something and, and solve that problem. And they just kind of don't. So there is some stuff like that. But I think the thing that this drama has is maybe just a really, really moving and engaging emotional hook. Um, so I guess it's that whole thing that I say so often that for me, what's important in a story is the emotion. And I will watch something that has a few plot lines that maybe you're a bit like, eh, would that really happen? Or eh. But if the emotions ring true and make me feel something, then I'm going to be, you know, 100% behind that story, even if there's some slight maybe discrepancies in the plot or whatever. Um, 
So I do feel like maybe this drama is like that. I think I just kind of slick over the plot when it does get a bit windy, maybe towards the end, because I care about these people. Like I just fucking loved these characters and I wanted to know what happened and I felt so much for them and for the pain that they go through in this drama like I really really loved them and I think that for me that's what really made this drama such a standout of the year because the emotional I guess you know some of the plot stuff is a bit not so at the end but the emotional stuff is just so moving and I felt like I guess you know it's basically about this friendship between these two guys and how they you know they're best friends and then they're not and then they come back together and it is an extremely moving emotional journey and emotional storyline to sort of travel along with them um so I just I just adored it Um, I think there's heaps of great characters in it. I guess I'm just going to probably get into telling you guys a little bit of the setup and the story. Um, But I guess my overview is that, you know, as a historical drama, it's fascinating because of the historical facts. Like just, you know, the time period is really, really interesting on its own. The main characters of the drama, most of them are all sort of fictional characters that have been inserted into this landscape of real historical figures and real historical events. Um, the stakes are really high and the drama just looks amazing. So I would say um, if you like Korean historical dramas and you are happy to watch something that kind of skews on the darker more serious side and I think the thing that's kind of cool about this drama is that even though it is on that more serious side I kind of felt like it had a bit less of that kind of political minister plotting than we sometimes see in those very serious historical saguks that do sort of tell a true story of a time period this is like very, very exciting action-y viewing. Like everyone is just fighting nonstop. So the action is really, really thrilling. So I think you're not going to get bored, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say if you want to watch this. But, you know, it depends maybe on your levels too. It's pretty dark, it's pretty bloody and it's pretty tragic. All right, so I'm going to get on with a little description now of the story. Okay, so this drama, it really kind of widens out into this huge epic tale of the creation of countries and these epic historical figures, but particularly at the start, for the first half of the drama, um, it's a much smaller, more intimate tale of these two young men who are best friends, and they have grown up as best friends and really really love each other and rely on each other in a way that is very very moving like their friendship really underpins the entire story and as the story keeps moving on and and events keep getting like higher stakes and more epics like in the end the only thing that really matters is their friendship it is just so moving to watch and also heartrending because obviously this is a very dark and bloody tale and nothing works out very well for anybody who's involved. So the star of this drama is a character called Sohui. 
And he is played by the actor Young Sejong. So Young Sejong, I have seen in quite a few dramas over maybe only the last two years. Um, he very quickly, I think the very first drama I even saw him in, he was the male lead. Um, and he is great. Uh, he's very likable. He's very sweet. Uh, he's very nice in this drama, like playing this very good guy. He is like a very poor sort of commoner dude. He lives in this little kind of hut and he's very much so trying to make his way in the world. He has a younger sister who has epilepsy, who I really liked in this drama. She was just such a wonderful character and often surprised me in a way that I didn't expect her to do, considering she was just sort of a side character, a younger sister character of the main guy. But seeing their relationship and how much, you know, this sibling, I guess, bond between them was also really moving in this drama. So Sohui is, I guess he basically wants to take care of his sister. Um, when they're a lot younger, their dad, who it turns out is this like great general guy, like, you know, Goyo's best swordsman, who's super famous. Um, he gets framed for, you know, treason or whatever. And he basically gets put up for execution. And in the end, this dad kills himself rather than being executed by being boiled alive in a cauldron or some shit like that which just sounds fucking awful um, and of course this all happens in front of his young son Sohui and his even younger daughter Yon. Um, so Sohui has grown up very poor scavenging doing odd jobs doing whatever and just trying to survive and get his sister to survive and he loves her to death and just wants her to be okay and his greatest fear basically is starvation he just isn't really wanting to do that obviously <laughs> so so he is I guess he's just this really solid charming nice kind of character like he's just very I want to say solid and endearing um, and he has this best friend who's this dude called Nam Sono. So Nam Sono is played by the actor Wu Do Hwan who I just adore. I have loved him since I saw him in um, one of my favorite dramas of all time which is called Save Me and he kind of I guess he's like the second male lead in that and he's so good. Um, and I have seen him in a few dramas, quite a few dramas since then. Basically, <laughs> I follow him around Dramaland and will watch whatever the fuck he's in. Sometimes they're good, sometimes less so. Um, but it was really, really wonderful to see him kind of take on such a complex and meaty role, almost like a very pitiful character, I would say, because I think this drama really, really shows off his acting chops in a very hardcore way, because he is a character with so much inner conflict who is sometimes really towing the line between doing bad things and doing good things. So he's he's not like a very straightforward black and white kind of person. There is a lot of shades of grey in there. And I think um, performance-wise, it really gave Widow Juan, like, you know, a lot of room to show off which is very cool but also for me I really liked it because I think it just solidifies how I feel about him as an actor like yes he's very pretty and yes I like his face but also the performance of his that I've always liked the most was in that cult drama which was called Save Me which I think came out in 2017 um, and you know he's so good in that and again it's such a complex role so it's nice to sort of see him take on something meaty again so I can 
like prop I suppose properly solidify him as a favorite actor and not just as a pretty face that I like to watch um he's amazing in this um so his character Nam Sono is you know grown up as the best friend of Sohui but he is kind of more of the Yangban class I'm not sure if they call them Yangban in Goyo era so that's something I should say at the start of this drama it is very solidly still the Goyo dynasty uh, which basically just means that everyone wears their hair out and there's just long flowing locks in every direction. Whether you're a man or a woman, your hair's just like long and flowy, uh, which was kind of cool. <laughs> so these two boys have grown up together. And at first you're kind of wondering how it's happened because Sonho is obviously of a much higher class. But we kind of learn throughout the drama that he is the illegitimate son of this very high up courtier who is... Um, his dad's name is Nam John. So Nam John is a major player in this drama. He's this old minister dude. And he's also the second in command of this like major general in the Goyo dynasty. Who, if you know anything about history, you know that this general, Yi Ge, is very important. Uh, he actually becomes the first king of Joseon. So Sono is the illegitimate son of Nam John. And his dad is a total asshole. Like he's just mean. So basically Sono did have an older brother who was legitimate. And at that point, Sono was just like a little dirty, you know, like um, common kid. And he lived with his mom and who was a slave. And his dad didn't give a fuck about him. But when his legitimate son dies in an accident, immediately Sono gets transported into the big rich house and dressed in the rich clothes because Namjon needs a son. He needs an heir. But he also never really... I want to say their relationship is very, very fraught. Um, Nam Sono half loathes his father with a passion. Like, he hates this man. But the other half of him is desperate to prove himself and please this man as well. So it is such an interesting combination um you know of emotions that this character has towards his father and Nam John is just he's just a climber he just wants power he wraps it up into the idea of you know wanting to help the people and stuff like that but realistically he wants to install a king and he wants to be the second most powerful man in the nation and he's just plotting and scheming and he will use his son to get what he wants and there's sort of this running theme in the story that you know I guess Nam Sono really just wants to hear his dad tell him that he's done a good job or just praise him and no matter what the fuck he does it's just never good enough like it is really really heartbreaking to watch um just this completely dysfunctional relationship where Sono just still so badly wants to please his father um so what happens is that through Nam John's sort of I guess connections he manages to get his son in front of this great general of the Goyo era Yi Ge, and Sono goes on this hunting trip and the whole point is that Sono's dad wants him to impress the general and get a high up position after he's completed this military examination. And so Sono brings along his best mate Sohui because Sohui is fucking destitute and really hungry and Sono is just trying to do whatever he can to give his, 
you know, his best friend connections as well. And they go on this hunting trip. And the whole thing is that Sono is like on a horse and he's supposed to perform really well and really impress the general. And so he is sort of like running around in the grass, picking up, I don't know, the birds or the arrows or some shit. I don't know. He's like, you know, the, the little servant helpy guy. But what ends up happening is that Sono, you know, he tries to hit a bird or whatever with his bow and arrow and he just totally fucks it up. And it is just like, it is crushing. And his dad just is like, hmm. And you know how disappointed and angry he is. And the general is just like, thinks he's like a good for nothing piece of shit. It's so upsetting. And then Sohui, kind of from the ground, you know, kind of calms Sono down, gets him back into the right frame of mind. And then Sono totally pulls it off and does this really great shot and shows how awesome he is. But of course, the great general, Yi Sengge, does not notice Sono. And he instead, he notices notices Sohui, the servant kid or dude, and um, kind of gives him an in to comp- uh, compete in this military examination. Uh, so I know during the Joseon dynasty, they had all these civil service examinations. Um, so I think that it's pretty much the same thing. You'd either do a scholarly route or you do a military route, depending on you know what you want to do. And because Sohui is so lowly, he's not really allowed to do that kind of stuff because um, it's all about your connections. But because Yi Sengge, this great general, general is sort of given in him and in both boys end up going off to take the military examination and this is where everything gets completely fucked up because until this point they're just so solid in their friendship and it is like it's really really moving to see how much these two boys just care about each other and how much in extension Sono cares about Sohui's younger sister Yon. Like, I feel like Sono just has no love in his life from his own family. And I feel like he would just give anything to just, you know, be part of their family instead of, you know, where he is. But at the same time, he has this driving ambition to please his father, which means he can't ever just walk away from the things that his father wants him to achieve. So he's, you know, working so hard so that he can win this military examination. And so in the end, because both boys are so good at martial arts and all that kind of shit, they end up head to head in this military examination and everything gets completely fucked up. Um, it's not Sono's fault, but he kind of does a real douchey move where he hits Sohui on the back of the head after like the bell's been rung for the end, like the end of the examination. So technically Sohui wins the last battle between the two boys. But Sono is so like bashed out of it that he doesn't even realize. So he keeps fighting and he's fighting someone who doesn't know that the examination is still going on. So he kind of sort of wins, but really he wins because his dad has totally bribed all the officials into enabling him to win. And it takes Sono a little while to figure that out. Um, and because his dad, the evil Nam John, you know, he doesn't really want Sohui to get through uh, any of this. In the end, Sohui ends up basically getting packed off to the north to a place called, I'm, I want to say Laidong or Laodong, uh, which is up near the border where this like, you know, this long war has been going on. And he gets sent as a shitty little foot soldier and he gets told that Sono is the one who sent him. And technically, Sono is. So it's the first huge betrayal. So the boys never get a chance to sort of nut out what happened in that military exam, which 
wasn't really anybody's fault between those two boys, but it really, really fucks things up badly. Um, and then when Sohui realizes that Sono has done that, you know, sent him away to basically die in a war, um, it really shatters their friendship, obviously. Um, and it is, uh, I have to say, the first bunch of episodes of this drama are incredible in the way that it sets up this strong moving friendship between these two boys and then slowly bit by bit utterly shatters it to the point where they are just raging enemies and both willing to completely murder each other but you feel as a viewer that you love them both you understand them both and you feel so much pity for them both so you can never really root for one over the other even though you know technically so we the lead character is like a much more straightforward good dude like he always makes better decisions I suppose and he always does more the right thing and the reason that he does things is you know it's always for his sister and keeping her safe um while Sono is a much more I guess darker and complex character because of this inferiority complex he has about his dad and his illegitimacy and just he has no place in the world so you see him make these decisions and sometimes you're like fuck no don't do that like it's clearly a terrible idea and he really does toy with darkness quite a lot throughout this drama um but you never kind of dislike him for it you always understand why he chooses to do what he does even if you don't necessarily agree um and it, it really escalates um so so he ends up off at war and I have to say for the drama there's this like really I guess maybe a whole episode or two episodes or whatever where the whole thing's set up in this battlefield in the north and it is filmed fucking amazingly like this is epic battle scenes that I would expect to see in a high budget you know American drama like Game of Thrones um there is like uh, it must be like maybe five or eight minutes or something of just uninterrupted like one shot I'm sure it's a trick maybe it's not really one shot but it's choreographed to look like one long extended battle scene shot following Sohui fighting in this like just mad battle like it's terrifying and the action in this drama looks like you know sometimes when you see I guess choreographed fight scenes with swords and everyone's like you know swinging their swords and clashing their swords but it doesn't look like they're swinging it with intent like with their full body weight behind it like literally trying to murder the other person like you can tell that it's two people almost performing a dance that is the choreography that they've learned this drama is vicious like everyone attacks each other like they are trying to fucking murder each other and everyone is just getting stabbed up every two minutes um so it's another thing that I see a lot in some historical dramas in that they really want you to like the main characters so they manage to kind of do a huge historical drama where the main characters don't really you know kill that many people or if they do it's very bloodless or it's kind of they're always faceless people who just die all the time and you know so like you never feel like they're murderers I suppose and I feel like this drama more accurately reflected what it would be like to be you know a fucking soldier or a mercenary or a warrior during the Goyo period which is you have a lot of people that you've murdered like a lot and so Sono and Sohui they stab everybody and then they get stabbed up themselves. Like there is just death everywhere. 
but the action scenes are just thrilling, like really edge of your seat, really, really well choreographed and really exciting. Um, particularly, I think the sword fights were amazing just because of, I don't know, they just, I guess they look real. They look like, you know, they're people with actual heavy swords actually swinging them as hard as they can towards each other. Um, there's just no sort of I guess, lighter sort of choreography dancing look to it at all. It looks vicious and it's scary. Oh my gosh, so I'm so excited about this drama. I literally just want to waffle on about it forever, but I do have to keep this sort of a normal length. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try and kind of curb what I'm talking about. But like, honestly, I just loved it. I feel so passionate about this story. I think just because it moved me so much. And my favorite thing was just watching the relationship between these two boys change, you know, become so shattered and sad and fucked up. And then little by little, they come back together towards the end. But what I want to do, I guess, is just talk about some of the other characters. Um, I'm not going to give like a huge in-depth look at everybody. Um, I guess, you know, there's a lot of different characters in this show because it is a historical. So I'm just going to talk about some of the really main ones, I suppose. So if you've seen any of the promos for my country, you will see that it is absolutely billed like a big love triangle thing with three main characters with the third, you know, obviously Sohui, the main character, second male lead, Sono, and then the third character, Heejae. So she is played by an actress called Solhyun, who I believe is a K-pop idol. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with her and I haven't seen her in anything. And you know what? Maybe she's good. Maybe she isn't. She, her character just felt really inconsequential in this drama. And this is probably a thing that the drama didn't do so well, to be honest. Like, um, the female lead is a side character. She has no agency. <laughs> she has no kind of impact on the plot at all after a certain point. She's a little bit more important for maybe the first three or four episodes. And then she's literally, she kind of doesn't matter anymore. I kind of didn't care because I was so invested in the story. And realistically, the only relationship that matters in this drama is the one between Sohui and Sono. Like them falling apart and coming back together and all their little moments are, are really what carries the story through. Um, so the love story between Sohui and Huijie just didn't really have the same weight. You just like, as opposed to the main friendship, I guess the love story just felt really flighty and I just didn't really care. And I think it's because Huijie as a character, you know, she's not that interesting, particularly as the drama keeps going. Um, I don't know, like actress wise and performance wise, I think that maybe Sohyun did fine, but she didn't really have a lot to work with. So like, who the fuck knows? Like, um, it's one of those things. So like, obviously, Wudo Hwan had a character that was epic and there's so much you can do I think as an actor with a character like that but Sohyun is saddled with a character who basically just turns up to stare romantically at the male lead once for two minutes every episode you know from episode four onwards and then that's kind of it I think they try and pretend that she's doing stuff but really she's not so yeah, that kind of sucked, but I guess that's just 
probably a side product of telling like a big epic true story historical where all the main characters are warriors and mercenaries and soldiers and kings and princes and they're all dudes they're just all dudes so that was one thing that I did like about Sohi's younger sister in the drama Yon she could have just I feel like could have just gone to the wayside and been inconsequential like the female lead was but I one thing, the actress's performance was great. I really liked her. Her name is Cho Yi-hun. Um, I haven't seen this actress, although her face was quite familiar, but I'm not sure if I've seen her before. I thought she was very, very good and very charming in this drama. And I think that for such a male-centric show, I think she really carved out a little bit of a niche for herself. So she felt very relevant. Um, she has spoiler alert, an epic death scene that, you know, I guess with a character like that, you can kind of see their tragic death coming. But I think the drama kept subvert subverting when you thought it would happen long enough that when it finally does, I was still quite surprised. And just through the reactions of um, Hui and Sono, seeing her die was heartrending. So... You know, it's one of those kind of deaths that you can see writers do to forward the plot because of the tragicness or the like the melodrama. And yet it was really, really effective and impactful in this drama. It worked really well. Like it made me cry. It was really sad. So um, I loved her whole storyline, even though, you know, I would have loved a happy ending for her. Like this is not a happy ending kind of drama. Like literally it's just a death fest um, in the best of ways. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I just loved it so much, which is so weird. Um, so other than Hui Jae, who is the female lead, um, which I should just mention at the beginning of the drama when she does sort of have a bigger role in the storyline, they almost try and bill it like a um, like a love triangle where Sono sort of hits on her like sort of once, but like frankly there's zilch between them. So I just thought that was kind of stupid. But you know when she first kind of I guess kisses Sohui and they have some tender moments at the start of the drama. It is actually quite good. Like they have this um, very, very sweet and moving kiss scene um, within the first few episodes that is really moving and very beautifully done. But afterwards, like, I guess the female lead has just given such a backseat to the proceedings of the show that I kind of lost any feelings I had about them as a couple. And I just didn't really care either way. Um, and I think maybe some of that as well has to do with this drama because it is based on historical events. There's some very odd time skips. So like at one point it literally skips forward like six years and with a relationship, like the love story element, like it fucking makes no sense even with the death of his sister, that Hui has just disappeared for six years. Like, if he loves Hui Jae, he would have come and seen her, you know, he would have spent some time with her. Like, six years is a long time to just fuck off and not hang out with the person that you love most in the world. So I feel like that kind of stripped the love story of some of its believability as well, um, I think. Um, so I guess the other character that... Uh, you have to talk about when you talk about this drama is the actor Jung Hyuk or Jung Hyuk plays Yi Bang Wan. 
So Yibang Wang is, you know, he's from Six Flying Dragons. He's from a million different movies and dramas. And he is a very, very interesting, true historical figure. And he becomes the third king of Joseon. So he is part of... I guess, the ending of the Goyo dynasty. And it's actually his dad who takes the throne, who is Yi Seung-ge, the great general Yi Seung-ge. So Yi Seung-ge becomes the first king of Joseon. Some random other son becomes the second king, but he does not last long. And then Yi Bang-won rises to the throne. So I have seen Jung Hyuk in like a couple of dramas and he... I don't know. He has never struck me the way that he does in this drama. Like, he's a side character, but he's a side character with a massive amount of screen time, a massive amount of importance and weight and impact on every single aspect of the plot to the point where I think he's probably even a lot of the time a bigger character in the story than Sono is. Um, Jung Hyuk is incredible in this drama he is like I don't know how to describe what he does but he also has major daddy issues because he, he just wants the fucking throne he wants it with every fiber of his being but he wants his dad to give it to him and his dad is scared of him and I think Lee Bang Won in this drama like Jung Hyuk's performance he manages to do this thing where he's always looking at his father with this desperation of for his father's approval, like to the point where there's almost tears or just this vulnerability in his eyes. And yet he is also absolutely razor sharp, like a fucking scary shark in every scene as well. So you just get this impression from him that he's like half, you know, desperation for his father's love and then half like despotic murderer. He is incredible like I've just it's such a charismatic incredible performance like when he's on screen you just cannot take your eyes off him I have to say like it just made me completely reevaluate Jung Hyuk and make me want to go back and watch other dramas that he's in um particularly I want to watch Chuno it's been on my list forever I've got to pick up that drama um he is amazing in this and his character, um, Lee Bang-won, is, you know, very, very interesting and he's really played in this as, oh my gosh, such a scary, terrifying dude just out for the throne and he will, you know, he will raise everything to the ground to get what he wants. Um, so it's a fascinating story, it's a fascinating role, a fascinating character and Jung Hyuk is like he just elevates the whole thing. I think better than any other actor could have done that role. Like it's really, really incredible. Um, I don't think there are any other characters that I particularly want to touch on. There's all, so many characters in this drama. There's a lot that I liked. Uh, there's a couple that are, you know, just like comic side characters or, you know, whatever sort of villains. Um, but those are really, I guess, the main strong cast and the cast that really hold up the whole drama. Uh, so I think that's all I'll say on the characters.
Okay, so to finish up, I just want to talk about what I felt was perfect about the drama and what I felt wasn't. Um, I've kind of, you know, I've touched on most of the things that I did think were wonderful. Um, obviously, I talked about um, Sohi's younger sister. I really liked everything to do with her. It was great. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention is, so one of the villains, or particularly the villain probably for the first half of the drama, is Nam Sono's dad, Nam John. So Nam John is, you know, he's this power hungry minister who's trying to put a certain dude on the throne so that he can be second in command. And when that doesn't really work out that well, he decides to, you know, put a, a different kid on the throne so hopefully he can be a puppet king. So he's basically he's just out for power. And the whole drama, you know, it really falls into this thing where Sono and Sohi are absolutely hateful and spiteful at each other but they both have the same goal and their goal is to destroy Nam John um, but they're both coming at it from different directions so Nam John is basically responsible for Sohi's younger sister's death so it is you know like it's a horrible very sad very tragic storyline um, and even though both boys they're kind of on opposite sides they both want nothing more than for Namjon to just fucking die. But Sonho hates his dad so much that he wants to like peel back every layer of his father's life and destroy everything piece by piece. And, you know, he just wants his dad to be lying in a gutter and die. But he wants his, his dad's whole life to be fucked up first, um, which is, you know, it's pretty fucking vindictive and it's pretty fucking scary. Um, it all doesn't really work though and in the end there's this big battle scene and so he stabs up Sonho and Sonho's like lying on the ground in his armor bleeding out and so he is just about to kill Namjon and then Lee Bang Won turns up and does it for him and says basically like you don't want to be saddled with having murdered your best friend's dad and then he just walks off. And then as Nam John lies dying in the dirt, like he looks at his son, Sono, and he's like, you did well. Like, I'm really proud of you, basically. And it is such like an intense moment because so he's standing there watching this man die. And this man who has destroyed Sohi's entire life, it's like even though he's dying, he still manages to somehow win. And basically it's because he doesn't show any fear. He doesn't look afraid of death. He doesn't regret what he did. He doesn't apologize. And then he just dies. And so he is just left there kind of thinking like, what the fuck was any of that for? Like, even though technically he won, he feels like he lost. And the same as Sono, you know, he's just spent all these episodes just desperately trying to destroy his father and then in the end his father just bleeds out in the dirt in front of him and says to him as he dies for the first time in Sono's entire life like I'm proud of you son and Sono is just completely and utterly destroyed like I think the thing I liked most about this scene is that I think it's so true to life you know like you have these big goals and you know these big things that you want to achieve and then when it happens like is it really everything you thought it would be and obviously this is a life and death situation so I just liked the way it wasn't a hero moment like yes they both killed the bad guy like yay it was like it was just such an empty soulless moment and they defeated this 
big bad and yet they didn't feel like they won anything. It almost felt like they'd lost and it was just such a good moment of, I guess, one thing this show does is just like the reality and the horror of these kind of things. Um, and then there's a moment because Sono's like bleeding out on the ground because he got stabbed through the belly. I like literally thought he was going to die, but you know, he pulls through. He's all good. Don't worry. Um, but there's this really, really beautiful moment because for years up until this point, both boys have just been, you know, hating each other, like really on the verge of murdering each other when they see when they see either one and so he goes and you know leans down next to Sono and like comforts him comforts him because he's bleeding out but also comforts him because his dad's dead and no matter how much Sono hated his dad there was a part of him that loved his dad too and you know he just puts his hand on Sono's hand and it's such a moving moment like I just fucking adored it so I loved there was a lot of different scenes like that um also quite a few towards the end again as the two um, boys kind of you know, their relationship mends and they start looking out for each other again. I just loved it. Um, it was so good. Um, I've written down something else here that I really liked, but I can't read my own writing. <laughs> so that's really great. Um, but I guess for me, one of the things I just absolutely loved about this drama that I thought was perfect, other than the action and the interesting, like kind of historical political intrigue and the fight scenes and the way it looked, um, I really just loved Sono's character. I loved that he was so complex, uh, that he was kind of terrible um, and did such terrible things. I also thought it was really interesting from a writing point of view that Sono throughout the drama like the first thing he kind of states is you know the first I think thing or goal he has that gives him agency in the plot is he decides that he's not going to be his father's little errand boy like he's not going to do everything that his father wants and he's constantly you know trying to destroy his dad and his epic goal is to kill his father but destroy him first and it just ends in nothing Sono makes no progress and then his dad is dead and he doesn't really know what to do with himself so when he kind of comes across Ibang Wan and Ibang Wan sort of like you know is real mean to him about his being illegitimate and kind of just treats him like a piece of shit you know Sono's next big goal is to destroy Bang Wan and destroy the king and destroy fucking everybody because he just hates the world and himself and he doesn't achieve any of that either like he doesn't get any of the things he wants at any point and I thought it was a really interesting kind of way to write a character um, and I think pitiful is just the word I keep coming back to he's such a tragic figure um but such an interesting multi-layered character as well which I just found so interesting I guess a bit of an anti-hero I don't know um I also really loved um Young Sejong as Sohee I thought he was really solid and just very warm and likable in this drama as well and of course Jung Hyuk's performance is just gold he's amazing um, so the stuff that I didn't think was perfect, um, I didn't mind this at all, but literally Sohui and, and Sonho get stabbed so many times. Like it is bonkers. Like they get rammed through with swords on multiple occasions and I don't know why they're not dead. Um, I don't really mind. Like I don't, 
but it's crazy. Like it's just completely fucking crazy and not possible, but whatever. And then I think towards the end, some of the plot stuff is, you know, like, so he's wanting to kill someone and then he just sort of doesn't and stuff like that so that he can later or whatever. Like there's just some, a few little plot issues, but again, nothing that takes away from, I think the way that this drama made me feel, which is it was epic and it was wonderful and it was perfect and it was moving and it made me cry and I fucking loved it. Uh, so that's it from me. I would say if you like your historicals darker and bloodier and more serious and insanely moving, then watch this show. So that's it from me on My Country, The New Age, which I will say was absolutely one of my favorite watches of 2019. So now it is time for my random thing of the week. And this week, it is actually not about history for once. And instead, it is about hair. So I think I've mentioned once before on this podcast that I really, really detest watching historical dramas where the dudes clearly have a short modern haircut poking out underneath their like mungon kind of um you know the forehead band and their top knot and shit it really fucking annoys me <laughs> and I would just like to commend both of the lead characters uh from my country for actually growing their hair out so both Young Sejong and Wudo Hwan obviously grew their hair long and so it's all like tucked up at the back of their heads which I fucking loved. I think it's so great. Um, also, it looks really nice. <laughs> I think I have a thing for it. <laughs> um, so yes, that's it. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. That's my random thing of the week. <laughs> okay, so something I'm loving this week, <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a broken record, is... Weirdo Juan. <laughs> oh no, but it's true. I do. Uh, he's so great. Um, so I started watching, um, well, actually a lovely listener who emailed me called Lizzie told me that Weirdo Juan actually stars, or he doesn't star, he has a side role in a K, well, it's not a K drama. It is a drama called Drama World. So I think it might be American or Canadian, um, but obviously a lot of it is set in Korea with Korean characters. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. It's been on my to watch list forever. It's basically about, I think, a Canadian or American girl who is obsessed with Korean dramas and then gets sucked into her phone and ends up in drama world and has to like live in the world of dramas and kind of start pulling the strings and stuff. And it's just. Like, it's cheesy, but it's, like, I think if you're a major, major fan of K-dramas, there's something very, very charming about it. Just in, I think the main character's, like, awareness of how silly some of the tropes are and cheesy, but also just her absolute love, like, genuine love for Korean dramas is, you know, it's so um, familiar, <laughs> is what I should say. Uh, so I really, really liked that. Um, and then it was really fun to see Wudo Hwan as a little side character in there. He doesn't have a huge role, um, but very, very cool. <laughs> so yes, I think I'm falling down the Wudo Hwan um, vortex. I don't know what to say, but I, I can see that I'm, I'm going to start watching everything that he's in. Oh dear. <laughs> 